0: You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Bodju Oyemade. Pastor Bodju is the Senior Pastor of the Covenant Nation. This morning we are doing the concluding part of this short series that we have spoken on uh, concerning God's Word being planted as a seed, as seeds within our hearts. Uh, Has been uh, the field uh, in which God intends to cultivate his garden as Paul taught. And what I want to do this morning is to get into very practical applications of the things that we have taught. And this is the pattern of Paul in writing and teaching and communicating truth. You'll find out that his letters are divided into two. The first, like the book of Ephesians, the first three chapters are heavily theological or what you call theoretical knowledge. In other words, he talks revelation, dispensation, mystery. And then once he gets into the fourth chapter, Havon showed people who they are in Christ, the principle behind certain things. He now begins to speak in particular about the application. He now starts, for example, in Ephesians 4.1, He says, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, uh, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation to which you are called. He now starts giving practical things that they should do. Uh, Talks about, once we go on, he says, wives, husbands, love your wives. uh, Servants behave this way. Children act this way to your parents. But he laid uh, the foundation of what we'll call the theology there, and then began the practical application of the truth. And that's the balanced way in which to teach the word of God. Or else, what happens is, if you just go straight into practical applications, people will do it because they were told to do it, and the one result in their lives But once the issue now begins to get and the heat against some invisible ceiling, what now happens to them is they don't know exactly what they ought to do next. So we've been speaking about the concept of the kingdom of God and that God has therefore given us this principle, the kingdom of God dwells on the inside of us. Uh, your heart is a field there, just look at it in the realm of the Spirit as land there, in which seeds are supposed to be sown, And those seeds there, you can sow any type of seed and sow that land, and it will bring forth plants that will bear fruits, and those fruits will manifest themselves in your unconsciously making decisions that will lead to powerful experiences and also you finding opportunities all around you. So the concept of the kingdom, I've written here, that gives us, this concept of the kingdom, gives us the power to choose and to exercise our will in becoming all that God wants us to become. In other words, the individual who is going to become anything will will to be that, having understood the principle of the kingdom of God, that once I plant the necessary seeds into my heart and I plant them deep within my heart, then these things are going to spring forth and began to shape the events that are in my life. And so you understand that as a farmer has land, and he chooses the type of crops that he wants to grow, and the type of fruit he wants to harvest, so also God has said, this is the land in the realm of the Spirit. Now you choose, and choose wisely, the seeds that you are going to sow into that field, because I am going to be here to cause those things to spring forth. So Mark chapter 4 and verse 26 tells us, The kingdom of God is as if a man, that's the man's part, shall cast a seed into the ground. And whatever you plant into your heart, it says that seed will spring forth and he shall sleep and rise. And the seed shall spring forth and grow, he knoweth not how. That's where God comes in. Now, the first thing I want everybody to understand is that you are the one who chooses the seeds that you are going to plant into your heart. God does not make that choice for you, He provides us with seeds. Satan also has his own seeds. And God says, choose life, all right, and therefore choose right seeds. So your heart is a field open for different seeds to be planted. Even if you are born again, wrong seeds can be planted into your heart. And wrong things can come out of that place. Don't say because I am a Christian, only right seeds will grow on the inside of me. Regardless of the seeds that you sow or that are sown into that field, the earth without prejudice will bring forth whatever is sown. Mark 4.26 says the kingdom of God is as if a man will cast seed into the ground and that man should sleep and he shall rise. And the seed shall spring and grow, he knoweth not how. Verse 28. For the earth bringeth forth of herself, so the earth doesn't make the selection. Let's get this. The earth will bring forth whatever is planted on the inside of it. Your heart will bring forth whatever is sown into it, without prejudice. It is the farmer that determines the harvest at the point in which the farmer sows. Whatever is planted in the earth will bring it forth. And so this is where we have got to be watchful. The earth doesn't select. Your heart will not select what grows. All right, what will come forth? Mana does that, all right, which is to select what the earth does is to produce what has been planted. So the watch manna must never go to sleep. In other words, you must gather that land and make sure, we said this, that it's only the right seeds that are sown in it. Because if wrong stuff gets sown into your heart, then you are only going to know about it when it springs forth. Alright, if you go to sleep and you are not conscious, then the enemy will blindside you and put seeds in, and the earth will not discriminate. Whatever is planted will come forth. That's why Proverbs 4 and verse 23, if we look at the New Living Translation, it says, Guard your heart above all things. Alright, guard your heart above all else. Protect your heart for whatever is sown into the ground there is going to come out. Now you can sow things that people will consider impossible. Mind-blowing things, and this is what we ought to get into. Things that were mind-blowing things can be planted in. Once they're planted, the earth is going to bring it forth. If you can successfully plant that within five years' time, you will be 200 times larger than you are today, then the earth, your heart, will produce it. But there is a labor to get that kind of stuff into your heart. The Bible talks about casting the seed into the ground. The word cast is the same word used to cast at a devil. In other words, you against all odds, against what Satan might have put there. All right, prior. you've got to push it into your heart and get fully persuaded within yourself that God is able to fulfill these massive things that I have placed on the inside of myself. So it says, guard your heart with all diligence. In the King James Version, Proverbs 4, 23, for out of it, comes the issues, all right? It says the cause of your life, out of it come the issues of your life. And so the man who is diligent watches every thought that goes into that ground. And Proverbs 15 and verse 30, or 15 and verse 15, I believe, it says the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness; They're only thoughts he entertains in his heart this is the first point the only thing he allowed to consciously enter into his heart will produce these are seeds of abundance and plentiousness in his life all right now when it says out of your heart comes the issues of life it doesn't mean that everything that comes to you is a product of what is inside your heart For Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, so Satan can come and attack you. But he says, he has nothing in me. In other words, you don't determine what happens on the outside, but your heart determines what you will experience in the midst of it. So on the outside, people might make bad decisions around you. And those bad decisions trigger an unfavorable season. But if you are prior to that time, you've planted powerful seeds that says that when the drought come, I will not know for my seed or my leaf will not wither, then that is what you are going to experience. You cannot determine people might reject you for their own reasons. You can't change their minds about you but you can plant a seed on the inside and the tree is growing, that the the stone the builders reject will become the chief cornerstone. And so the outcome of it is your own promotion. On September 11th, 2021, Pastor Kwoju Oyemade will be live in the beautiful city of Uyo for the Uyo Faith Seminar. Come join us for a paradigm-shattering, insightfully refreshing encounter in God's presence with the undiluted Word of God. Join us from 9 a.m. prompt at the Emerald Event Center, 119 Edith Akban Avenue, also known as Four Lanes, Uyo Akwaibom, Nigeria. Whether you live or work in the city of Uyo, invites family members, invites friends. See you there. Powered by the Covenant Nation. So we are to guard our hearts with all diligence. Now let me say something here that might outstand you. Without understanding this principle, if just rush into prayer, and today I want to submit that you may be praying about certain things, and you cannot get perfect results right now, Because the seeds that are growing inside your heart won't command that kind of manifestation. But this is what you can do. You say, Pastor, can you say that? Yes, I can say that because in Acts chapter 27, even when the angel of the Lord appeared to Paul, he said that the angel of the Lord appeared unto me who I am and whom I serve. And he said, There shall be no loss of any man's life but of the sheep and all of your property. In other words, It could not be total, but at least there was some measure of divine intervention. But you can decide this morning that next 18 months, I'm going to devote myself to this principle and the practice of it. All of the thoughts that I will allow into my heart will tend to plenteousness. I am not going to pick up seeds from the environment. I'm going to pick up my seeds only out of God's word, his exceeding great and precious promises. And from today, you begin to consciously practice that. Knowing that within the next 6, 12, 18 months, there are going to be massive openings in your life for quantum leaps. The trajectory of your life will go sharply, all right, upward, and people around you will begin to wonder that what is really going on. So this is something you take your time and say deliberately and consciously, I'm going to start practicing this. As the farmer who didn't sow anything in the last planting season, don't expect to get anything. But now he understands the law and says, Lord, just preserve me in your mercy. But next go around, there is going to be a massive harvest. So you can lift up your hand and say, Lord, preserve me in your mercy. Bestow your mercy upon me and keep me, O Lord. Let me not come into any harm or danger there. But by your grace, for you are the one who is at work in me both to will and to do. I write it down today that I am going to start planting powerful seeds into my heart's kingdom seeds. And shortly, Gentiles are going to start coming to my light and kings to the brightness of my own rising. And so you can get to that point where you understand that if I pursue this process, if you pursue this process, you will be amazed, and what's this process? Cultivating only right thoughts on the inside of you. You will be amazed, all right, at the discovery that in possessing your soul and controlling your thought life, You become a master of this life, and you cannot be defeated. You come to a place where the grace of God is producing an abundant measure in your life. How do we know this? That once you gain control over your soul, and you have mastery of that part, your thought life, nothing can defeat you. Nothing can defeat you. All right? You plant any powerful seeds here and nothing will be impossible unto you at some point. Uh, Luke chapter 21 and verse 12. Look at what Jesus said. It says, before all these things they shall lay hands on you and they shall persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought forth before kings and rulers for my name's sake. He said, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Now, how is that going to happen? It says, settle it therefore in your heart. Now, what's going on? They're dragging you before kings. It's going to turn to a testimony. Now, how will that then turn around? That what they meant for evil makes you the prime minister of Egypt. He says, Therefore, do not settle in your heart not to meditate what you shall say and answer. Don't be worried, for I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to gainsay or resist. Verse 16, it says, And you shall be betrayed. You are going through this. Parents, brethren, kinfolks, friends, everybody you know betrayed you. And some of you they shall cause to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Verse 18, it says, But there shall not one hair of your head perish. In other words, in the midst of the dragging, in the midst of the betrayal, in the midst of the hatred, in the midst of the rejection, not one hair on your head will perish. You will come out without a scratch. Why? Verse 19 is the key. In your patience, possess your souls. That is, if you possess your souls. If you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death and you possess your soul, which means you don't allow any fear in, then the outcome is that you're going to find a table prepared before you. Why people don't get the victory is that Satan gets control of the soul. Anxiety, fear, even when they're praying. That's why Jesus said, look, you can just change outward things. You have to change what is growing inside. Matthew 12 and verse 33 to verse 35. Either make the tree good and then the fruit good, or else the tree is corrupt and the fruit is corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Verse 34. Old generation of vipers, how can you be in evil speak for good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now look at what it says here. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart in prayer will bring forth good things. That's what he said. For as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth. She brought forth what? She brought forth what was deposited inside her heart. Now, get into it in the last step here in prayer. All right, it's brought forth. It says this a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. Isaiah 31 and verse 4. This is the attitude that God wants you to have. All right, undisturbed by what's going on on the outside. For thus, here yeah, the Lord God, he had spoken unto me like as a lion, a young lion roaring after his prey. When a multitude of shepherds are called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice. Once that is your goal, all right, you can call a multitude of shepherds against him, he will not be afraid of their voice. Shout, he stays focused in his soul on his objective. He's not disturbed by what's going on around. He says, No abase himself, all right, which means recognize the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts, a person who has this kind of attitude that is not moved by the drags and all of that, he says the Lord of hosts shall come and fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. God expects that you are focused. God expects you are not beholding lying vanities, but looking at that which is before you. So you ask, how then do I plant the seed? You plant the seeds by meditation. You say, how do I meditate? All right, good question. Because we can just say meditation and go. How do I meditate? All right, meditation is the process through which you create the experience within yourself. All right, of God's thoughts towards you, or His promises. You create those experiences within your consciousness. You observe how those promises will look with you wearing them in your life. You behold the details of those promises being fulfilled on the inside of you. You see yourself working in the reality of those promises there. It is an exercise that begins to go on through what is called visualization of the scriptures, as you repeat them, and what are the scriptures you are visualizing, and then the Spirit of God now will begin to bring to your remembrance as you shut your eyes and you're meditating, creating those images. The things that, that Jesus has told you in the past. Now, why is he bringing the scriptures to persuade you of what you are looking at? That this thing, uh, let me tell you, let me persuade you. The Bible says they embraced and then they were persuaded. Abraham was fully persuaded. So the Holy Spirit starts bringing scriptures, giving you insight as you're meditating, persuading you. And by that, we'll see he starts dropping pockets of information and revelation, insights into those scriptures as you are meditating. You see how that word has radically changed your life, and you experience it in your consciousness there, living in that particular place. You see how people stop you at the airport to talk to you, how young people run up to you and say, Listen, can I ask you a question? And you are polite and accommodative to them. All right? You're experiencing the word of God repeatedly within your heart. This is the first step to realizing the supernatural. All right. I've said this a couple of times that uh, what you ought to do in anything you pursue, you need to go and look for the tallest tree in the garden and first climb that tree up. And then you can have a perspective on things. Dr. Paul Cho spoke about when they asked him 2006 in London as to the principles through which he built the largest church in the world. As of that time, they had 750,000 active members, not attendants, active members. He had 600 associates working in his office, 50,000 deacons, 14,000 elders, and he had opened several churches, by asking people and from that 7,000, with a 1,000 people going to start churches all over South Korea and missions into the world. In 1968, alright, he had just five people in his church. And they asked him, how did you grow this to that? There are well over a million today. And when they asked him for the secret, the first thing that he said is this. I'll never forget this. Before he even talked about prayer, he said this When I start a church, I start it inside my heart instead of outside my heart. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.